What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello, hello. So great to have you here. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a regular, would you do me a solid and rate on Apple Podcasts this podcast five stars and leave a review about how the podcast has impacted you in some sort of way. If you are new, (laughs) that will apply to you soon enough as well. But when you do that, I also give you a free gift. So you can go to www.julianapage.com slash podcast and there is a quick form to fill out there to claim your free gift. I will actually send you the God's Vibes Matter 30-day devotional. So share the love. When you do that, not only does it let me know that you're here, which means the world and, and gives me so much insight about how this podcast is impacting you, but it does ensure that this podcast can get into more hearts and more homes. So it's a blessing, right? We're blessed to be a blessing. So I appreciate that in advance. I also want to let you know that we are doing right now, we started on May 1st, a 30 days of faith walking challenge. Okay, this is actually a program. So it's even beyond a challenge. It is so good. I can't even, we're only three days in. (laughs) And the revelation, the testimonies, the breakthroughs that are already happening is only God. Okay. So this is a program that is available to you. Essentially what happens every day for 30 days, you get a new video training with worksheets to apply a different tool, a different activation, different reflection questions, different frameworks for you to start activating and walking out your faith. It's so important. God gives all of us a measure of faith, but to really add to your faith, belief and action, it's so important, right? Faith without works is dead. So if you want to be in a program with other people that have taken this leap of faith already, there is still an opportunity for you to join. We're going to have four more live calls. So every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe that's 5 p.m. Pacific. We have a call where we're talking through all the different content, making sure that you can get coaching on anything that is coming up for you. And you are supported in this community. You get lifetime access to this. So, so much to gain, nothing to lose. Go ahead and go to the link in the show notes to make sure that you can sign up and get plugged in today. We would love to have you and we'll see you Monday. All right. Well, without further ado, I have a friend on the podcast today, Lissa. She is amazing. She will talk to you all about how to redeem your time, how to take off this badge of busy, how to really ensure that you are living a life of intention, of purpose, legacy, that you're living beyond just the day-to-day and above distraction. So we go deep in this conversation today. I trust that it will bless you. So make sure that you listen all the way to the end. Let's dive in. Hey, so my name is Lissa. And here's how I tell people to remember it. This would be a great thing to share. So it's Melissa without the M-E because it's not about me. So it's Lissa. That's why there are two S's and yeah, but I answer to Lisa in case people accidentally forget, you know, and call me Lisa. That's fine. But it's yeah. Lisa. Lisa. And yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Um, you know, just like thinking back about just what God's done in my life and what I see him doing 
in the lives of other women around me. Um, I love asking questions. So I, I, I'm a big question asker and then I listen and I pay attention to patterns and I've been asking women a lot, like how is life lately? And do you know what the most common response is? Tell me it's some, some form of busy, like busy, busy, busy. Oh my gosh. So much going on. Lots on my plate. So much to do, you know, always something. And you know, I, when I hear that over and over again, and to be honest, I've said that way more times than I care to admit, you know, I start asking questions and say, is this normal? Sadly, it's becoming the norm, right? Uh, is this what God wants for us? I really don't think busy was on his list of things he wants for his daughters. I really don't. Yeah. Um, and you know, is this even what we want? Like when it gets really down to it and I know from my own experience, no, because inside I was completely exhausted and overwhelmed and pulled in so many directions. And then I wasn't really vibing with God because I was so busy just trying to keep all the balls in the air and not drop them or crash myself. So I just really have a heart for coming alongside busy women and helping them see a lot of times the busy is not in the world around us. It's what's going on inside of us. Yeah. Well, I think that's such a beautiful way to dive into what we're going to talk about today. But it's so interesting to me that that's still the answer. That was a thought that I had when you said, you know what they say? I'm like, I don't know. But like, I'm like, boo to the fact that that's what they're still saying. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or or also it's an easy grab. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I just don't expect that you're going to actually listen, which is sad. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just going to tell you I'm busy. Right. Or you know, it's too much to unpack and nobody has the time. Right. So I'm just going to give you this answer to be on to the next thing. And it's like, will that ever satisfy? But then the other thing is, is that's programmed. That's acceptable. That's what we think we're supposed to be, but it's, are you effective? Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just be productive. I don't want to just check things off. I want to be effective. Right. I want to know what the season is. I want to know, how to show up with excellence in that season. I want to know like literally not how to be busy, but how to be purposeful in every single thing that I'm doing. So I'm curious if you can speak to that because I feel like that's a loaded question and a loaded answer. And it's just easier sometimes to be like, man, I'm busy, right? All the things, right? right? Like like pass off, like hot potato, like, no, just take it back. Yeah. Like, like, don't put the spotlight on me. I'm just busy. And we wear it like a badge of honor, almost right. like it's some like martyr syndrome. Like, oh, look at me. I'm so busy. And right. sadly, I think so often we, we attach, I know this is true for me. And I think a lot of women, especially Christian women, we attach our value to what we're doing and how productive we are. So busy feels like I'm doing something valuable. I'm, I'm worth something. I'm earning my keep, you know, and really what I, what I like to say is the world looks at it and says, okay, we need to change your calendar. We need to get some time blocks in there. We need to create margin. We need to like, and those are all great things. And they are part of what I teach, but I step back and say, okay, this, here's the thing. Busy is not just a disordered schedule or a disordered to-do list or disordered time blocks. It's a disordered heart. Mm -hmm. And until you fix what's going on in here, nothing out here is going to change, right? It'll be the same song, second verse, third verse, fourth verse, fifth, you know, And really, so really, yeah, it's a, what's going on inside of me. Yeah. And and it's interesting that you said that that's kind of the cop-out answer, because I feel the same about the answer. I don't know. Like how many times have you asked somebody something, especially like maybe your child Yeah. and they're, they don't even take time to think. They just say, I don't know. So here's, here's a great tip, free tip, not related to time, but could be, 
Uh, if somebody tells you, I don't know, or if you find yourself saying, I don't know, then say, just pause and say, okay. So if you did know, what would it be? Right. Because like you said, people have just, sometimes we just don't want to take the time to think about it and unpack it because that sounds like too much work. Yeah. But if we just gave it a few more seconds or a couple of minutes, like there's an answer there. There's something that's bubbling up to the surface. We just have to create space Mm -hmm. for it to do that. And yep. not let ourselves and other people off the hook with busy or I don't know, or, yep. you know, whatever. Yep. I'm smiling because a lot of people, and I can feel them on the podcast already, <laughs> but we don't say, we're not allowed to say, I don't know around here. Like it's a hard no. We're not allowed to say, I don't know. Like uh, you do know. like yeah. literally mine their souls for it. So anybody that's in the mastermind or coaching one-on-one, they're like, oh, <laughs> I can feel now we're going to add the word busy to the, the not allowed list as well. Yeah. Don't say the B word anymore because you right. are not busy, right? Life is full. Life is exciting. Life is moving, like whatever, blessed, you know, but you're not busy. Yeah. Or you are what Being you busy. choose. You are what exactly. you choose. So I want to hear, because you mentioned the heart. You were talking about a disordered heart. Is that how you phrased it? Yes. Is that what you said? Okay. So, cause I love this, right? Cause man looks at the outward appearance and what we think success looks like, but God is always looking at your heart. Right. So talk to me a little bit. And for the listeners too, tell me a little bit about your God story. Cause I think that that's so important to hear how that makes the difference. Cause a lot of just to me personally, life doesn't work without God at the center of it. It just doesn't. Didn't always know that didn't come from a legacy of faith. So I'm just curious how you got to that place of recognition too. So tell us a little bit about your God journey. Yeah. Well, you know, I was the girl who tried to DIY a lot of things and then finally realized, yeah, like you said, it doesn't work really well when you do it yourself. So, um, I like, it's interesting when I look back on my God journey, like I was blessed with a faith legacy. Like my parents were believers, my grandparents on both sides, my great grandparents on both sides. Like, you know, so I grew up hearing about Jesus, hearing all the things so much. So get this at age three, I told my mom, I wanted to call Jesus on the telephone. And she's like, well, what do you want to say to Jesus? And I was like, I just want to ask him in my heart. So I knew enough that like, you know, (laughs) he needed to be somewhere in here, but you know, at three, I had no idea what that really meant. Right. But I grew up like learning and, and, and being, being engaged with, you know, with church and with youth group and, you know, and all those things. But I remember being in high school and we were going to go on a missions trip and we were doing, preparing to do this VBS where we were teaching kids about God. Right. And that, yeah, they could have a relationship with him. And it just, I remember like sitting in a training and it hitting me and me thinking, this can't just be my parents' faith or my grandparents' faith or just what I've always grown up hearing. Like, I have to believe this for myself and know that I know that I know yeah. before I go share it with somebody else, right? Like, this has to be my own faith walk. And so that was my freshman year of high school. Wow. And, um, you know, and then I feel like when I went off to college, I went to a Christian college purposely. And now it was not just dad and mom. Nobody told me I had to go to church. Nobody told me I had to read my Bible or any of that stuff, but I wanted to, and I started learning, like, what does it look like to grow on my own and not, you know, have somebody else that it was just part of what we do, you know, as a family. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really rich in that, in that part, um, got married, had yeah. three kids, Life was going according to plan until 9-11, essentially. Um, And the reason for that was because my husband could not sit by and not be a part of the response. And so he decided he was going to re-enlist in the army. He had gotten out right when we got married. So I did not say I do 
knowing I was going to be a military wife. Uh-huh. Um, and I, you know, of course I'm not going to tell him you can't. And I trust that my God is bigger than any bad guys or whatever out there. Yeah. And so, yeah. So now all of a sudden we were, I mean, literally within a couple of months of him reenlisting, he was gone. And we had, my youngest was one years old. I was solo parenting three kids, homeschooling for a year at a time. And we did not live near a base. So I was completely on my own and just kind of had to figure that out. And I would call that time in my life a lot more survival. I mean, I was still doing the things on the outside and God was still a part of my life, but I wasn't, I was just trying to get through the day and get through the next day. You're like, let's keep some humans alive. Yes, that was like a win. If I could get the humans, the little humans, bathed, fed through the day and back in bed with nobody having any major catastrophes, that was a good day. Totally. Yeah, but what I wasn't prepared for, um, even more so, was when war came home. Mm -hmm. And my husband had experienced all this stuff. And for literally five years, he kept telling me, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I kept going, Yeah, I don't think so. You can't, number one, have experienced what you experienced and and not be affected, but I was seeing signs and it was, it was really challenging to be in our home during those years. And I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know how to reach out for help, you know, like, so I feel like during that part, I was like, okay, God, like, I don't even know what to do. I, and I almost kind of like became numb because that was the way to not get hurt. It was just to kind of turn off my feelings about a lot of things and just kind of going through the motions just to hold things together. But yet down in there, that faith had that really deep root, you know, like that was there and I knew the truth and I knew who God was and I kept, you know, reaching out. And so if it wasn't for my faith and if it wasn't for some support of some close friends, I would have crumbled, you know, like I would have fallen into a lot of hard things, you know, too. Um, And so the beautiful part is that God brought us to a good place, you know, that we've been able to get help. We've both been able to heal, been able to redeem our relationship and, I have learned more about PTSD and about how that impacts him and how to be a compassionate companion. And it's only because I see how God loves me, right? Like, yes, I don't have a diagnosis of of PTSD, but I have a diagnosis of sin as does everyone else. (laughs) Right. And, and yet I see how God is patient and loving and all of that with me. And so he's just grown this like understanding and this, okay, So how do I lean on him to walk through what I didn't, you know, know was going to be coming down the road. Right. Powerful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How long ago was that? Cause is that also what led you to the work that you're doing today? A little bit. Yeah. So that was, um, let's see when he got back, it was probably about 10 years ago. Um, so like I said, that first five years was like, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. I'm like, no, it's not, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we don't have podcasts like there are today about, you know, for military wives and all kinds, there's so many resources now. I didn't, I had nothing. Right. But, um, so it's really been the last five years that we've, you know, really been walking through this healing so much. So this is so cool. We're together working on a project right now where he is going to row the Atlantic ocean with three other veterans who also have mental health injuries. Oh my God. Um, it's a 3000 mile trip to row the ocean, right? There's no breaks. There's no resupply for boats. There's no anything. It's like them out there. But what this has done, it's allowed me to share my story and like how God has brought us through this and that there's hope and how you can, you know, like see the light, even when you're in the midst of really dark times and for him to show other veterans, like, 
just because you've experienced hard things like this or your military career is over, like God still has a plan for you and you can still do hard things and you can still make a difference. And, you know, just really raising awareness. Um, so that's just been kind of a, a really neat thing to watch how that's, Amazing. that's come around. Yeah. Yeah. But what really led to what I'm doing now was really the year I turned 40, which was kind of in the midst of all the craziness, right? Like, again, I was just, I, I had to be a mom. I had to figure out how to be married to somebody that was not very fun to be around, you know, and keep all the balls in the air. And I remember the year I turned 40, first I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then you start asking, who am I? You know, yeah. like 40, oh, like that sounded so old, right? How did yeah. I get here? Where am I going? And God was like tapping me on the shoulder. And he was like, Lissa, are you done? Cause I've given, I've put some things in you for you to use for my kingdom, not yours. And I, you're wasting them and you're just shoving it in the corner. And I remember being like, okay, so what, what does that even look like? Because for so long, especially when I was alone with three kids for up to a year at a time, several times, nobody's asking me what I want or my, my dreams or my goals. Yeah. In fact, this is a funny story. My husband came home from deployment. We went on a, a weekend getaway, right? Thought this would be a great way to reconnect after him being gone for a year. So my parents had the kids, we get in the minivan because we're at that stage of life. A few miles down the road, he turns to me. He's like, so what are your goals and dreams? And I just looked at him like, who are you? I've been by myself with three kids for the past year. Ain't nobody got time to think about goals and dreams while they're trying to survive life. Right. And I remember like basically crying the whole way to the weekend. Um, we, and he wasn't trying to be mean. I just was like, I had no idea. This was truly. an I don't know. Like I really didn't know, but I also wasn't giving myself space to really stop and think. Yeah. And he even pulled out the whiteboard that weekend. He brought a whiteboard and whiteboard markers on our romantic weekend. Right. And was putting all his goals. Our version of a couple's retreat now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. I look back on that and I go, yeah, I had no idea who I was and what God had for me. And so really it's been that journey of just stopping and pausing and asking and leaning into spiritual disciplines and leaning into personal growth and saying, okay, this is not about me, right? Like this is about me fulfilling the greatest commandments to love God and love others. And how can I use that? You know? And so now I can look back and go, oh my gosh, look at all the ways that God has given me to, you know, help women in different roles, capacities, you know, things yeah. like that. So what developed from that time from like your husband asking you those questions that happened? Cause it's so interesting. I asked those very three questions at 10, but I didn't have God in my oh. life, yet. but they oh, tore me. Yeah. And that, they weren't fun questions. Scary. They were very scary and I couldn't answer them for years. So it's interesting that like at this point in your life, those hit you too. Cause they're silencing yeah. when you don't have answers. That's really intimidating. It is. It's really intimidating. Yeah. Well, at the, around that time too, um, just before he'd gotten home from that deployment, I had a cancer scare. And so I really started doing a lot of research and working on prevention and what can I, how, what can I do to not let this be positive, you know, in the future. So I started with health coaching and really was just teaching other women what I was learning. But here was what I noticed when I would talk with women about why they wanted to lose weight or why they want to be more preventative and things like that. It always came back to that bigger purpose. Mm. right? What, what would this allow them to do? What was it that, you know, God was calling them to, and this could keep, was keeping them from, or could keep them from. Um, and then the next thing that started popping up was people just being so busy, you know? So now they want to take better care of their, their bodies, but I have a busy life and I just don't know how to fit this in. And so kind of my, my conversations with women started morphing, not just about, you know, from, from just about health to more about life and that life coaching, 
you know, thing. And, and as I looked at my past, I was the to-do list girl. All right. I was juggling all the balls. I was doing all the things. I was checking all the boxes. I am that girl who will write something on my list. I already finished just so I have the satisfaction of checking that box. Oh my. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I needed to create order. And I think that was part of just who God made me and me trying to make sense of my world. You know, I just, I needed to feel like I was checking the boxes I was supposed to, but yet I was dropping balls. Nothing was getting fully done. I was only half present and I was doing a lot of it on my own. Right. So when God really started working on me, purging and pruning and saying, yeah, what is, where is your time going and how can you be intentional? You know, at 40, my kids were all still under my roof, but I knew it was coming that they weren't going to be. And so I think that was a good like reminder of like time is short and be intentional. Yeah. And what is, what does this look like? Um, you know, and then I ran across this, this principle called the Emmanuel principle. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. No. Like Christmas time, we talk about, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. Like that's, you know, that's what happened at Christmas. Right. But Emmanuel is not just a Christmas thing. Like it's really a Genesis one through the very end of revelation thing. Like it's always been a God out and saying, I want to do life with you. Will you do it with me? And the whole Bible is just, you know, one big story of what does life look like when we do say yes to that invitation? And what does it look like when we don't? And you know, and, but yet God keeps reaching out and and inviting and, and wanting us to be in a relationship with him. And so I really started going, okay, so what does this look like to not just check my God box and, you know, read my Bible in the morning, but then leave you in my quiet time corner and go off about my day. What does this look like for us to do like actual life together? And, and knowing too, like time is not forever. Like what's in front of us now, what we see, this is but a blip, right? Like this is just, you know, like, a vapor, you know, like it talks about in Ecclesiastes and, you know, I want to make sure what I'm doing now is going to matter beyond my lifetime, right. That's going to last into eternity. It's not going to last longer than me. And so I started seeing time as a gift. And then what you talked about, I love is like, what about in this season? Right. So like when I was that, um, that mom with kids at home, what, what did life look like in that season? Now I'm an empty nester. So now my time looks different. Right. And I can, I can use it in different ways because of the season that I'm in that I couldn't have done before. Yes. And so it's just about being intentional and asking those questions and not saying, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is that what the principle is? Like, is it saying, how am I partnering with God? Where can I partner with God? Like, what is the principle if you were to describe it? The principle is just like the manual principle is just God wants to be with us, right? He could have done life without people. And yet he chose to create us and initiate relationship with us. And we, of course, let sin get in the way, but he provided a way for us to redeem that relationship and to be back in relationship. But the ultimate goal is for us to be with eternity, you know, together with him. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's, it's just that invitation really is what the manual principle is. So is that what really you, you were led to that at this time in your life where you're asking yourself all these questions and evaluating and God gives you this principle and you're like, okay, now I'm going to, in your words, redeem my time. I guess he took you on a journey of this and that's what you now teach. Oh, Unpack that a little bit. Yeah. 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 Right. So like <laughs> when I kind of came across this, I was like, okay, what does this look like? And so the, one of the things I do is uh, as I'm reading the Bible, I am reading it, looking for the, with God life, like mm-hmm. where is God initiating? How, how can I put myself in a place through spiritual disciplines to like allow him to fill me so that that way we're together going into all these areas of my life. And I started like, 
I'm, I'm an organized girl. Like I already told you. So I started looking at what are the different areas in my life? And I, 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 I've seen a lot of like life wheels that have like, you know, anywhere from five to eight different areas of life. Yep. And so I kind of figured out what do I see? Like, what are the ones that really matter to me? And I created what I call the eight key areas of attention. So they're faith walk. And I believe that that's not just one section that is the foundation or the hub, depending on how you want to draw it. Yeah. Um, your family relationships, your friendships, your service or work, whether it's paid or not. So that can be working for someone else or having your own business or being a whole full-time mom or grandma or volunteering in a community, like whatever you're doing to serve, right. And work, um, stewardship. So that's usually going to be around finances, but time fits in there as well. Um, our wellness. So how are we taking care of our bodies, our passions, like what gifts has God given us? What lights us up? Things like that. And then our dwelling, right. Because we live in homes, um, you know, and that takes a lot of attention. And so, starting to ask and like starting to like dream with God in those areas and say, God, what do you have for my family relationships? Where do you want me to focus? What would this look like? Right. If we were doing this together and, you know, and then just kind of systematically going through each of those um, areas and always keeping in mind, like I can be building his kingdom or I can be building my kingdom. Yep. But guess what? only one of our kingdoms is going to last and it's not mine and it's not yep. yours. <laughs> you yep. know? Yeah. So, oh, okay. So why don't want to waste a bunch of time and money and energy and resources on things that aren't going to last anyway? How do I then focus on the things that truly matter in this season and in light of eternity? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of like that mindset, but then to be honest, we live in a really busy and distracting world. There are so many people and things that want our attention and our affection Right. And we have this extra appendage. It's called AKA our telephone that literally (laughs) follows us everywhere we go. That is dinging and ringing and pinging. And, you know, and so it's really easy to like, not be in tune with God's voice. That's why I love your title of God's vibes. Like we have to be, we have to be able to feel those vibes. Right. But in a noisy, busy world where everything is put in its vibrations out there. Right. Then sometimes it's easy for that to get lost. And so yeah, just really leaning into, okay, so now how do I listen to your voice? Even when there's a lot of noise going on around me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I found too, it's, you know, he, he's always speaking, right. Which is a beautiful thing. Right. But he's also, there's so many ways that he speaks to us. Something that I do is I train and I teach in the prophetic, which is super powerful because people don't realize all the different ways they can receive from God. It's not just his voice. Right. So some people dream, some people get impressions, some people, have a prompting. There's just so many things that are happening and it's like your physical senses, but you have spiritual senses is the best way to describe that. But there's some seasons where he is quieter because he's developing character in you or he's maturing you in some sort of way, or he's guiding you. So it's really interesting to be able to discern the times. Is that part of your work too? You know, it, it is. And, okay. you know, and, and using the spiritual disciplines to put ourselves in a place where we can hear him. Right. Cause exactly. if we're not ever being silent and having some solitude time, it's going to be really hard to hear. That's we're not practicing things like, like Sabbath, right. It's going to be really hard to hear if we're not simplifying things in our life. Right. If we're, if we're not doing some of those things, not in a, I have to, and I'm checking the box like the Pharisees, but in a I want to draw close and I want to hear, and I want to turn off the noise, not only around me, but inside me. I think sometimes the voice in our head is just as loud as all the voices around us, right? Sure. For sure. What do you think is the benefit of being able to hear God? 
Oh, well, his ways are always higher than our ways, <laughs> right? Like my parents gave me this little plaque and I talk about it all the time and I wish I would have kept it. They sent it to me in college and it said, God reserves the very best for those who leave the choice to him, you know? And I just over and over, you know, Lissa's tried on her own. She's had a great plan. She's, you know, done. And then it's like, uh, once I let go and let God take it, it's always like, oh my goodness, he always does exceedingly abundantly above anything we could ask or imagine, right? Like that's who he is. And sometimes it's us just letting go of control and, yeah. and trusting yeah. that he might know a little more and, uh, and have some bigger, you know, um, purposes and things like that than maybe even we can see. So, and that really opens things up. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives a new, it gives a different motivation for why we do things. I'm not doing it to earn anything. I'm doing it because it makes him look great. Oh my gosh, look what God can do. Look what he's doing in me, through me, right? Um, even despite my shortcomings and the ways that I can tend to get in the way, like that's about making him great, not me, which is yeah. huge. So huge. So talk a little bit about the work you do too, because I noticed you mentioned that you did health coaching previously and then it morphed into something different. So what is it that you do? Ah, yeah, so yeah. I, I help women to be more present right? Because I was that girl who was showing up on the outside, but I wasn't really there. Okay. I'm supposed to have my kid at this place by this time I'm here. Right. But I wasn't there and I wasn't truly engaging. You know, I was the mom who would be like, you know, over in the corner on her phone, doing all the things and not watching my daughter, you know, in the horse arena or it's family movie night. And I'm, you know, typing away in my laptop. Oh, this is great. Family movie night. You know, it's like, I couldn't let go of the doing to just be fully present with the people and things that God had put in my life. And so, you know, so just thinking about like all the things I was missing out on when I was just so busy doing things that, you know, even at this point already, I can look back and go, wow, I wasted a lot, you know, of time. Um, I can see that already, but a little while back, God really brought the passage Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 to me, which says, look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise redeeming the time or some versions say making the best use of it yep. and because the, the days are evil. And some was well, yeah. one version I love it says, because these are difficult days, right? And there's so much intention in that verse. You have to look and you have to look carefully, right? And then you have to be wise, right? And then you're intentionally redeeming your time and making the best use of it. And, you know, and so just this whole idea of like, I don't just want to get to the end of my life and be like, oh my goodness, like, I don't want to be full of regret. Um, you know, and I see so many other women struggling as well. Like just time flies by and it's sometimes like, what did I even get done all day? <laughs> what even happened another year, another, you know, decade, another, whatever. And, um, you know, I don't want that. And, and I started looking around, like, I love planners. I love organizing, you know, my, my time and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, there are a lot of time management people out there, but, but they're not doing it from a place where it starts with a heart. Right. Like, I feel like we have to figure out that with God life first and let that drive how we spend our time, because if we truly see our time as coming from him and our, that purpose in that comes from him, oh. that should mean that the way I spend my time looks different than people who aren't, who don't know the Lord, right. Who don't have that relationship and that eternal perspective. Um, so I, in what I do, it's called redeem her time. Uh, we start with the heart part. We start with the, with God life planning what does God have for us? Right. What does this look like in these different areas? And now how do I, how do I like, um, not, so I don't want to say structure, but how, how do I, you know, 
plan my time for lack of a better term so that I'm living these things, right. So that this is actually happening yeah. and I'm not distracted or discouraged or disheartened or detoured by every just, you know, interruption that comes my way, because let's be honest, there are a lot of interruptions in yeah. the world around us. More of them are inside of us than anything else. When I found too, the moment you make a decision, that's usually where they get louder, right? That's where you have the opportunity to really decide again, how much you want, what you say you want. Yeah. Well, and that's so true because if you've read the screw tape letters, I love that book by CS Lewis. And yeah. so, um, you know, this demon is like, like teaching this younger demon, like, here's how you get to the people. Right. And one of the biggest tactics is distraction. Yep. If you can keep them busy and distracted, they're not going to be effective building God's kingdom. And then we don't have to worry about them. Like he's not trying to necessarily get us to go do the most evil things in the world. He just needs to keep us distracted and busy so that we're not listening to God's voice. So that we're not walking in obedience so that we're not stepping out in faith because then we're not a threat to him. Right. He's like, Oh, she's busy. No big deal. So yeah, that I think the voice does get louder once we say yes, because all of a sudden, you know, Whoa, what she's, you know, stepping outside of this and you know, what can I do to keep her from actually moving forward in that? Yeah. 100%. 100%. And just because there's that resistance, that's usually a sign that you're on the right track, in my opinion and experience. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm and like, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like take it as a good sign because I always like to say, if he, if you're not getting attacked in some way, you know, obviously not to extremes, but then, you know, you're not probably doing, you know, enough or whatever, you know, because you're not a threat because yeah. it really, eh, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. Right. And the other thing that I really, truly believe when you come at it from a faith perspective, and I know we all know this in our heads, mm -hmm. you can't pour out from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Right. But we try to, we try every day. And what do we do first thing in our morning? You know, this thing is in our hand and we're scrolling and we're texting and we're responding and we're reacting and whatever. And like, yeah. This is what's filling us. And so no wonder, you know, that's what's coming out of us all day. And so I really like when we do get to the part of like actually time blocking, we put refills in our day. When are you getting refills? Right. When are you letting God fill you up? Because you can't pour out in the other areas that you're called to yeah. unless you're filled up with him. Otherwise you're going to run dry or you're going to be, you know, pouring out yourself, which is, you know, not always going to be the best thing to put into other people too. So absolutely. Love that. Can you tell what season God has you in now, or if he's given you like a theme for this season, what it is? Yeah. Um, it's just so interesting because my daughter, my youngest went off to college. Okay. Um, and boys both live really far away. They're both in the military as well. So I blame, wow. you know, my husband, their father for yeah, <laughs> them following. <laughs> You know, so yeah, kids are spread all over the country. They've deployed as well. One of them twice to the Middle East. I, you know, have one in nursing school who never has time for, you know, anything besides studying. One's getting married, you know, so wow. it's been really interesting because that part of my life is not on a daily basis. I'm not mom, you know, in the physical way that I was for, you know, so many years. Yeah. So really it's been a time. I just feel like God's just been doing a lot of work in my heart. And I've just really been leaning in to that time with him and to listening to his voice and having these kind of conversations and letting him transform my heart mm -hmm. and then letting him transform my calendar. And then, you know, really coming alongside other women. Um, and I especially have a heart for women who are in difficult marriages, um, whether it's because of the military or just because of other, you know, life, sin, whatever hard things in life. Um, 
you know, and I really just see like women want less busy. Like we don't want the hustle, hurry culture, you know, like we don't want to not ever feel like we can slow down or can let, let up. And, yeah. you know, so really being able to come alongside women and have those conversations and challenge them that way yeah. uh, and be vulnerable, you know, like I still haven't figured this all out, right? Like just yeah. the other day we were on a trip. And so I had, I mean, I'm still a huge proponent of paper planners. Like I believe you have to have something on paper because that's how your brain can like see how everything fits together. And I had my paper planner with me, but I didn't have my big one on my desk, but I had my Google calendar. Anyway, I double booked some things and I overlooked some things, you know, and, you know, so even there are times I have to go back in, I'm the time management coach, right? I have to go back in and whoa, hold on. Something got out of control here. Um, how can I tweak this? You know, but I have enough tools in my toolbox that I can recognize it sooner, which is always the key. And then I know like, okay, so this is what I need to get back to. And so I was able to do that, like get back to those things that I know, like, this is what matters. And here's how I make sure that these things happen and not run myself ragged. And, um, yeah, so it's always a journey. I mean, I don't think we've ever arrived. We've never figured it fully out. We can't always anticipate every distraction or interruption that's going to come. And part of that too has been learning how to welcome interruptions. Yeah. Now I think there's a difference between distraction. I like, I often talk about distractions and invitations, you know, so there are things that are just going to take me off track with what I should be doing or what God wants me doing. But there are invitations where he is putting something that is outside of my plan that may be unexpected that at first glance, I may be like, whoa, this is, you know, this is not, you know, what, what I should be doing. But, you know, if we hold on to our plans too tightly, we don't open our hands enough to be able to receive the gifts that he has. And if we hold them too loosely, my fingers are spread wide out right now. If you can see this, you know, that all that stuff is going to fall right through our fingers. So either way, we're missing out on what God has for us, you know, and where we're at. Um, So just learning, like, what does that look like to not hold too tightly, to not hold too loosely, you know, and to be able to react um, or respond, not react um, to the things that come and ask God, is this an invitation that you're sending my way? Or is this a distraction that's going to keep me from what you want me to do? Yeah. And I feel like it's so important to really know yourself to answer those questions. Like it says in Proverbs 317, that wisdom leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. And I know when Mm. I personally started meditating on that word and I was thinking about my life, I thought, wow, like nothing in my life is led in a way of pleasantness and peace. Like imagine that if that was just my strategy for life, how my life might change, because that has everything to do with my being and how I show up to things and what I create and we create our reality versus me trying to force an outcome or me trying to do what I expect. They're very, very different. And I think it's so important when you know yourself to really assess, like, why am I pushing here? Why am I forcing Mm -hmm. here? Like, what's the motive when it talks about the heart? What's the motive behind this? Like, am I really trusting? Am I Mm -hmm. holding this thing loosely? Am I gripping the crap out of it usually? (laughs) We're like, like white knuckling life. Or do I know that God's got me? Do I know that he's on this journey with me, that he's partnered with me? He's already gone before me. Like, where am I in this? And how can I pivot a little bit to make sure that I'm tracking again? Because it's that constant, like, I just think about walking. It's like, God gives a direction. We take a step, right? We might've missed a direction. We seek him. He guides us again. We take another step, but it's like, you just stay in step with him. And that's a very different way to experience life 
in general, mm-hmm. when you can actually assess and be paying attention to, Ooh, like what, what is that? Why am I thinking that yeah. way? Where's that feeling come from? And just being curious. It, very rarely does he show us what every step is going to be, oh. <laughs> you know, like, usually he just shows up, here's the next one. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I trust you, but I love, I love like you thinking about like that, that word peace, right? Cause yeah. there's a great way to anchor. So when something comes across your path, say, okay, is this going to lead me towards his peace? Um, and I think we would avoid a lot of wasted time and energy, you know, by asking questions like that, than doing it and then realizing, oh, wait, this kind of made my life a little crazy, chaotic, you know, took me in a different direction. And that's also why it's really important to know, like, where you feel like God is sensing that you're going and with that, that life planning piece of it, right? Like, for example, you get in the car to go on a family, we just got back from a road trip visiting our kids out East. So we knew when we got in the car, we live in the Midwest, we're going to the East coast. We knew when we we got in the car, we're heading to the East coast. Um, Now, did we know every turn we were going to take? No. Right. Did we know where there was going to be construction, where there were going to be detours, where there was going to be traffic, like those kinds of things we didn't, but because we had in our mind, this is where we're headed. When we ran into those things, we were able to discern, do we need to just stay on this road and just wait this out? Do we need to go around this? You know, like, but we still knew like we were going to the East coast, regardless of what happened between our house, you know, and where they were. And so I think some, you know, that's, that's kind of where we miss it. We just, you know, like we, we treat life like a joy ride. Like I'm just jumping in the car and I'll see where life takes me. And, you know, most of us would not do that on a road trip because it's wasting a lot of time and energy and money and resources to just be driving around wherever, you know, the road takes you. Um, and so I think the same is true, you know, but just with that intentionality around our time, you know, um, just, okay, where, where do I want to invest this? What's going to take me towards where I feel like God is leading in these different areas of my life. Um, and we have to always keep checking in, right? So this is not, I did it once. And then, you know, I'll show up on heaven's doorstep one day and be like, okay, God, how, how did it go? Like, you know, I'm asking these questions. I would say, ask these questions in each of the eight, eight areas, at least once a year, Um, I spend time like at the new year, really sitting down and prayerfully going through it. And then I record my with God life vision. And this has been life-changing. I listen to it every single morning while I'm getting ready. Right. You know, that time when you're looking in the mirror, so, you know, you're putting on your makeup, you're doing your hair, you're getting dressed, whatever, stick your earbud in and listen to your with God life vision. It is so cool how it keeps it top of mind. It keeps it top of heart. It causes me to pray about certain things in that, that haven't happened yet. And I have seen so many things happen, right. To the point where I had to rewrite mine. Cause so God had done so many of the things in it. I was like, Oh, time for a new one. We got to dream a little bigger here. Yeah. You know, and it, then it like fills me up with like, what am I doing today? That's moving towards this with God. Um, and that just keeps us. Yeah. Intentional about where we're going. I love I want to highlight too, for people listening as well, that because it talks about in James, how trials will come. It's like James one versus James one through three is where he really talks about that all the way through 12, really. But he talks about this and he breaks it down and it's trials will come. It's like, you can't obedience it away. You can't faith it away. You can't even plan it away. Like that's part of life. And I think that's why I'm also highlighting the importance of season because you can't bypass a season. Like when you are going through trauma, it's like, this is the season where I go into this thing and I heal this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I spend time yeah. sitting with God. I give him my frustration. I give him my pain. I sit in this and I don't necessarily get somewhere in the physical in this season, but I really get somewhere spiritually in this season. And my heart definitely goes somewhere. 
right? I'm having a full on wow. surgery usually, right? But that's part of the growth. That's part of the journey or like a trial comes, but that doesn't mean you're missing the season. It's like God is using that if it's there until he's not going to use it anymore. So talk about a little bit about how you can embrace your time too, because that happens also. It's like we had the best intentions. We planned out this beautiful, epic year. And then all of a sudden the pandemic happens or like all of a sudden, right? Like, you know, we get this bad news or we hit a loss of some kind that blindsided us. And it's like, now what? Right. So talk a little bit about that, how you can still embrace the season and not miss what God is doing there. Well, and James also talks about like, who are you to say, I'm going to go to this city for a year yeah. and do this and that. We don't even know what today holds or tomorrow holds. Like, <laughs> what are you? you know, like, yeah. And I, I think about, Job, right. And I think about like, you know, he went through obviously a ton of hard stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, what did he say at the end? He said, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. There was a difference in the depth of his experience of the yeah. Lord because yeah. of what he went through. Yes. Right. And so, I, well, yeah, when I think about my stuff, I was not raising my hand, jumping up and down saying, yes, I want to be a military wife. Yes. I want to have a husband that ends up with PTSD. Yes. I want, you know, those struggles, but I wouldn't ever trade the lessons that God taught me uh, in that time. And I had a pastor a couple of years ago. I love this illustration. Yeah. Um, he was on the stage and he had somebody come stand underneath him and he put the, his hands on their shoulders and he pushed down. He said, what do we typically do when we're under pressure, pressure, right? We try to like squeeze and worm our way out. We're trying, we don't like it. It's uncomfortable. I'm, I'm like shifting my shoulders, trying to like get out from under this. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, what if you don't try to like wiggle out of it? That's it. Like, what if you just stand up there and, and, you know, and just be in that and, you know, and trusting that God, ha- God will sustain you in that. Yeah. And that God has something for you in that, you know, and I was just looking at um, the passage that talks about like, we, God is the God of all comfort. Right. And because of the fact that he has comforted us, then we can turn around and offer that comfort to other people. Right. I can't speak to, you know, someone who is in a difficult marriage in a way that I can, because I've been in a difficult marriage, I can be a good friend to somebody and not have experienced the same thing, but you know, there too, we don't always see the redemption, the side of eternity, you know, like sometimes we're not going to know why something was allowed in our life ever. And we just have to trust in the not knowing and being okay. in that kind of not knowing, knowing that God knows. Yeah. But a lot of times I've seen how like, it didn't make sense in the moment, but then I could look back later and be like, Oh, wow. Because that's how you did this in me, or that's how you allowed me to meet this person, or that's how you brought me to this yeah. place or whatever it is. And I, you know, we wouldn't try, we wouldn't have gotten there if it would have been the straight line. Right. But very, very often life is the curvy, <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes circles, sometimes, yeah. you know, loop de loops and things like that. It's not always, yeah, this is the plan I have and everything's just going to look perfect, you know, and, and all of that. But yeah, yeah, when we have a doctor, the pictures too of like the heart rate monitor, like that's the picture of your life. Do you know what I mean? You want it to have all those things, all those lines yeah. up and down, right? That's your life. You're well, a life, living life. Yeah. When you exercise, you don't want to be, you want to, Make your heart rate go up, right? You're strengthening that muscle because under stress, that muscle gets stronger, right? And so I think under difficult things, uh, our faith gets stronger, right? And the things that he's puts it puts in us and and then what he can do with that is just so much more beautiful than if we would have just had the easy road. 100%. Two questions for you. And we talk about courage a lot over here. So what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? 
Ooh, courage. I know. Gosh. I've had so many people tell me that, well, they try to tell me just like, I don't know. They try to say, I don't think I'm a courageous person. I'm like, nah, that ain't true. Like, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> there is something courageous that you're doing all the time. You're just not giving yourself credit for it. So I'm just curious what you think the most courageous thing is. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say the most, I'm just saying what comes to mind yes. was, is really stepping out and leading with the faith piece of it. Um, cause you know, for so long for me, faith was, you know, faith was, a, was the foundation for me, but as I would talk with women, it was one of the areas of our life. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked me a question a while back and just said, why don't you make faith like the thing and everything else like comes out of that. And I was like, yeah. Like I knew, oh yeah, maybe that, that's, that's really what I believe. And maybe that's what I need to start speaking more openly about. And it's just been so cool to see what God has opened up and, yeah, you know, and the things done in my heart, because I've trusted in that way. And then things I've seen him doing in other women's hearts, because they've been open to, okay, yeah, this should make a difference in the other areas, you know, of my life. So, so powerful. Yeah. And I think too, like we're just reaching out to get help. Say it again. I was, I just thought of another one. I was gonna say, I just thought of another one reaching out to get help when we were in that really hard place in our marriage, because my husband did not make it easy for me to do that. And yet we would not have been able to get to the point that we are now had I not been like, I don't care what you think I'm, this is not okay. And we need to get some, you know, outside support. And so like, now he can come back and thank me, you know, for it. And because that's what helped him to see right. And move forward and things like that. But in the moment, Oh Yeah. That was a lot of courage for sure. That one is so good. I was just saying like, we were talking yesterday in a small group and there was somebody had reached out to me at one point in time. He wanted guidance around writing a book. And he was like, doesn't it make you feel uncomfortable that you are like overtly out there with God? And the question that came to me was, doesn't it make you feel uncomfortable asking that question? Right? Like, Because my thought at the time was that that's the most fascinating, powerful thing about you, right? The most significant thing about you. Why would you not share it? Right. Right. So I I had someone ask me a question. Huh? I had someone ask me a question about looking at their time because we were talking about doing a time audit. And she goes, well, isn't that scary to look at where your time is actually going? And I said to her, what's scary? Knowing where your time is actually going and being able to do something about it or having no idea and ending up who knows where, Yeah. right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's good to ask those questions and be afraid to, or not, not be afraid to face the hard, the challenging and step out in courage, but we yeah. don't do it alone, right? That's why I love yeah. God told Joshua over and over, you know, don't be afraid, have courage. You know, like he kept telling him over and over again, because we, yeah, we get in our own way in our own heads and 100%. then we're going to shrink back. And we're designed to have each other. So that was so huge that you said asking for help. Like we, it's, it's fascinating that there's the thought out there that you can't invest in yourself or that it's a luxury to invest Mm -hmm. in yourself. And really you can't afford not to, (laughs) right. And it's, what is it costing you not doing it? Right. You not getting help. What is that costing you? And if you keep that path, what is your life going to look like? Right. And I think it's, when you ask these bigger questions, as we've been talking about, you start to see, like, I literally cannot afford not to get help right now, or I can't yeah, afford not yeah. to invest in myself. I literally cannot afford not to do that. Or when you say, I don't have time for this, here's what I found in those eight areas. If you don't intentionally make time now for, for those areas, and they're going to look different in different seasons. Some are going to need yep. more attention than others. So it's not a, and everything's equal. Um, it will demand your attention one day. 
And like you said, it will always cost you more time, money, energy, emotions in every way down the road than (laughs) you would just, right? Yeah. Yeah, But then if you give it the time or the attention now, so you can choose what I pay for it now or put it on credit and pay interest later. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Thank you. All right. Last question. After all of your life work, right? And you are many, many years from now, like going to be with Jesus, right? You can't take any of that with you. All you can give is one sentence of advice to people. What would you tell them that would change their life? Oh my goodness. It's so cool that you asked that because I've got behind me. So I, I have to have tangible ways of thinking about my time because time is something you can't touch. Yeah. So I have these two jars behind me and there are a hundred marbles between the two jars. Okay. And the reason there are a hundred is because I had one grandma lived to 102 and I had another grandma lived in 98. So I'm going to split the difference. I'm going for a hundred, right? If the Lord, if the Lord wills that. Yeah. Right. And so every year I call it my marble moving days, my birthday, right? A marble goes from the years, you know, that haven't been lived over to the years that, that lived and that marble that's in my fingers, right. I pause and I stop and I think, in fact, I keep one out on my desk to remind myself, I can't change anything about the past. Right. And that's going to be wasting my time to go try to dwell back there. I can't change anything about the future and all the things I don't know. I'm going to leave that in God's hands. Yeah. This is the only moment of time that I can make a choice about right now so true. that will affect right everything else. What can I do with this time that God's given me yeah. and, and not get so caught up in, you know, and so far beyond the moment that I'm in and, and miss that. And life is just, you know, it's God just keeps giving us those moments and those experiences. And that's what adds up to an amazing life and a legacy yeah. that's going to live longer than us. So be in the moment, be fully present you know, in the moment, what God has for you and what matters most. So good. So good. Well, I just want to thank you for being brave with your life and with your time and pouring out all of your lessons learned and wisdom gained into the lives of other people. I think it's beautiful. And I really appreciate you celebrating and sharing all of that with everybody today. How can people connect with you? Yeah, well, the best place to connect is the podcast. Okay. So Redeem Her Time is the name of the podcast. And we talk about the heart and we talk about our calendar. And I tell people, be ready for some tough love, but be ready for some tools and tips too. Yeah. You know, so um, that's a great place to hang out where I see a lot of women just seeking that out. Um, and I've got a free guide. So I have a, a guide that's called Redeem Your Time in Five Minutes for those times when you're just like, I could go in a million directions right now. I don't even know where to focus. And I just as simple takes you through, it gets you grounded in God's word, takes you through a couple of steps to really identify what matters most right now, and then gets you moving towards that. And it's amazing the difference, but yeah, when you don't feel like you have five minutes, you don't have time not to, like you said, to slow down and do that. So I'll make sure that I get you the link for that. It's redeemhertime.com forward slash five. So you can grab that five minute guide. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing and being here today. I really appreciate you. Thanks so much for the invitation. I love it. And I love that you're helping women to listen to God's vibes. And, you know, we want to walk with him then. 100%. (laughs) Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop, literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free 
for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.